Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved, but the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. I made a promise back in episode 50. I shared stories from my fellow podcasters, but now it's time to tell you my story. So let's get into it. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster, or soon-to-be podcaster, who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome, 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 fellow podcaster, to another episode of Podcast Better. Back in episode 50, I was talking all about the power of podcasting. I demonstrated multiple times throughout this podcast the effects that podcasting can have for everyone involved. But today, I'm going to turn the spotlight back on myself. Today, I'm going to share my journey into podcasting and the effects that podcasting has had on my life. To fully understand the effects that podcasting has had on my life, I need to take you back to high school. I could probably go back further than that, but high school is where I really noticed it. I am a huge introvert. I do not like talking to people. In high school, I was known as the shy guy. I was the guy who would sit in the back of the classroom and not talk to anybody. After a while, it turned into a game of sorts. People would be sitting next to me and they knew that I didn't talk, so they would spend the entire 42-minute class period trying to get me to talk. And once they did that, of course, I just knew I wasn't going to talk. I didn't want to let them win this game. But I literally remember days when I would come home from school, go put my backpack down in my bedroom, and think to myself, I didn't say a single word in the school building today. From the time I left the house to the time I got back to the house, I didn't say a single word to anybody. Not a teacher, not a friend, nobody. And honestly, at that time, I was okay with that. That's just who I was. But it was a realization that hit me that I really did not talk to people. So you can imagine when sophomore year rolls around and we have a mandatory speech class. This was a nightmare for me. Not only structuring a speech and trying to write down a speech and figuring out what I want to say, because I don't have a lot of experience with words, but then getting me to stand up in front of class, probably 20, 25 other kids, I don't remember exactly how many people were in that class, but standing up in front of them and speaking. And many of them are my peers who I have in other classes who know that I don't talk. 
But that doesn't matter what I want to do at that point. Either I talk in speech class or I'm going to fail. So I struggled through that class. It was not my favorite class. I didn't excel. That's not when I discovered a love for speaking or anything like that. I still did not like to talk after that. I was still the quiet guy. I was still the shy guy. I was still the guy who didn't talk in school for most of my high school career. Now, as I went on, as I found my inner circle of friends, I would talk with them, sure. But once again, if I was in class or just hanging out around other people who didn't know me so well, yeah, I was going to be the guy who sat in the corner by himself or the guy who leaned against a wall and just watched other people do their thing. I was a people watcher. I was a wallflower, however you want to put it. As time went on, I found I was actually very good at private, intimate conversations. I was good at one-on-one conversations, but in a group setting, in a public setting, that was not for me. So no huge revelations here yet, but just keep that in mind as we go through the rest of this. Keep that in mind thinking that you sit down and listen to me twice a week, talking for 15 to 30 minutes at a time. That right there is already a huge change from what I was back in high school. So we're going to fast forward a while to about 2010, I think it was, I started listening to podcasts. I saw the value that they provided. I enjoyed learning from podcasts, but I never considered starting one. I never thought that was something I would do. In my mind, I was still the guy who didn't talk. I just didn't talk. It wasn't my thing. I would gladly write a blog post, but getting behind a microphone, that wasn't for me. Fast forward another five years or so to like 2015. I've started telling parts of this story back in episode three when we were talking about filler words because this was my real introduction to being on a podcast. This was the Toys for Games podcast. This podcast is now defunct because the Toys for Games video game genre that included things like Skylanders and Disney Infinity and Amiibo and Lego Dimensions is basically gone. People still play the game, sure. People still collect the figures, but they're not producing new content, and therefore they stopped this show. But as part of this show, as I mentioned Skylanders, I had a website where I was a Skylanders expert. It's called Skylanders Character List. If you got into Skylanders, you have probably visited my site at some point. Whether you were looking for a checklist or the latest release news or whatever Skylanders information you wanted, you probably ran across my site through a Google search or through a recommendation from somebody. I quickly became the number one Skylander site out there. And that's how I got a guest spot on the Toys for Games podcast. And as I talked about in episode three, it was not a pretty first appearance. Even my second and third appearance weren't that great. I would probably argue that most of my appearances on that show were not that great. But I quickly learned that if you get me in a situation talking about something that I enjoy, talking about something that I'm knowledgeable about, Podcasting became something I like to do because it was just a conversation. I was just sitting down and having a conversation, and it happened to be recorded, but I wasn't thinking about that at the time. I was just sitting down with some friends. Actually, at the time, they were strangers, but I was sitting down with some people and talking on a microphone. They were recording the conversation, they were posting it, and I had a grand old time. We could talk for hours about this stuff. And that's one of the things I love about podcasting is you don't need to be grandiose about anything. You don't need to be completely scripted. You don't need uh, video to go along with it. You can just sit down with a microphone 
and have a conversation with people. Record that conversation and upload it. If you have good content, good hosts, good guests, good content, things that people are interested in within a specific niche, I mean, the Toys for Games niche was honestly, in the grand scheme of things, very small. And that's what I'm telling you. I I talked about that in episode two. You got to niche down and find your audience. And that's exactly what they did with this podcast. And so they became popular for their podcast. I became known for my website and for my podcast guest appearances. All of this started to lead to bigger and better things. Josh and Jason that hosted the Toys for Games podcast then invited me to be part of a panel at a video game and board game convention known as PAX East. This panel, we were talking about the toys for games genre once again, or the toys to life genre, I should say. And once again, I was the Skylanders expert. Jason was the Disney Infinity expert. Josh was the Amiibo expert and the Lego Dimensions. We invited someone who is a little bit bigger name than us even, Greg Miller. If anybody is familiar with the Kind of Funny podcast, he's done a bunch of other stuff since but he was a big fan of Lego Dimensions. And so we were able to invite him to be part of that panel. Yet he was actually had been on the Toys for Games podcast previously. And so they already had some contact with him, but it was that connection through the podcast got him on the panel. So now things are starting to change a little bit. Now I'm not just sitting at my desk in my office talking on a microphone with no video. Now we're going live. And this isn't just like Twitch live. This is live, live at a convention. There are people sitting in seats in front of us. So that was another huge commitment for me. That was another huge step. But what I found when doing that, I found that I loved it. This is when things really started to change. This is when I realized I like speaking in front of people. It's always easier when I'm with a group of people, when it's not just me solo. But when it comes time to talk about whatever I'm considered the expert on, I loved it. And it was these things that started getting me thinking that I need to start a podcast of my own. I need to figure this out. I don't know what I want a podcast about, but the seed was there there in my head. Now, I bring this up for another reason, because this relationship with Josh and Jason from the Toys for Games podcast was very important to me. I became very, very close with these two gentlemen. The three of us ended up taking a trip to E3 that year as well. For those of you who don't know, E3 is considered to be the largest video game convention in North America. And we were able to get into this show because we were podcasters. That gave us media credentials, which allowed us to get into this show. Because when we went to this show back in 2016, I believe, it was a media-only event. It wasn't open to the public. That has changed since then. But at that time, it wasn't open to the public. And so we needed those media credentials. And that was our podcast. That was our websites. So through these connections, I was able to make more connections. I was able to interview the creators of the game, of Skylanders. I was able to make other industry contacts from people who made the games, other creators who talked about the games, big names in in the YouTube and podcasting industry, people that I had followed before, people I'd interacted with on Facebook and Twitter, but I had never met until I went to this show. So this was a huge leap forward, just the connections I made from going to that one event. But it gets even better. When we were down in Southern California, Josh, Jason, and I, along with some other people we knew, decided to take a little side trip to Disneyland and Universal Studios. First of all, we had the best Disney experience that I ever had up to that point. 
out at Disneyland because we had kind of a personal guide for the entire weekend that we were there. And we had met this guide through the podcast. This was a community member who listened to the Toys for Games podcast, who had written into the Toys for Games podcast before, and Josh and Jason had become friends with. And so when we went down there, he actually works for Disney. And so we met up with him, and he took us through the parks for two days. And like I said, it was the best experience I ever had. I think we hit 90 to 95% of the rides in every park down there because we had him as our guide. And once again, that would not have happened if it weren't for the podcast. On our trip to Universal, this was shortly after they had opened the Wizarding World, which is Harry Potter for those of you who don't know. But they had just opened that park up, or that section of the park up in Universal Studios in California. And so we were going through, we were enjoying the whole park, and we stopped by the Wizarding World. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and most of the other people we were with were Harry Potter fans as well. But I quickly found out that Josh had no knowledge of Harry Potter. Like, he had heard the name Harry Potter before, but he hadn't read the books. He hadn't seen the movies. He wasn't a fan. He didn't know what to expect. And so when we went to that section of the park, it just didn't affect him the same way that it did the rest of us. The rest of us were ooing and eyeing over how great this park was and how how accurately they made everything and how much fun it was to be there and how much we loved the butterbeer. And he had no clue what we were talking about. And so for the rest of that weekend... I was sitting there telling Josh, man, you need to sit down and read these books. They're worth your time. And he would tell me time and time again, it's like, I, I just don't have time to sit down and read that. I'm, I'm, my schedule's so busy. I have family stuff. I have podcasting. So many things going on. But that's when it finally clicked. I put two and two together. Josh loves to podcast. He didn't just have the Toys for Games podcast. He had other podcasts as well. As long as I've known him, He has always been running anywhere from like two to four podcasts at a time. Maybe he's not always running all of them, but he's a part of them, co-hosting them. And so that's when it hit me. I need to make a podcast out of this. So I didn't know exactly how it was going to go down, but I proposed the idea to Josh. Hey, would you read Harry Potter books if we made a podcast out of it? And I could see that glimmer in his eye. I knew I had hit on something right then and there. Like I said, I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to do it. But I knew that's what I needed to do. I was looking for some reason to start podcasting. I was looking for a podcast to start. I didn't know how to do it. Josh had that podcasting experience, and now we had a topic. I had to narrow it down. I had to figure out exactly what we are going to do. But this ultimately led to my first podcast, which was called Tales from Godric's Hollow. Long story short, Tales from Godric's Hollow was a success. I got Josh on board. We made it through all the books, all the movies, Made him a fan of Harry Potter. It was great. Made him such a fan that we moved on to bigger and better things with this as well. Between our love for video games and the newfound love of Harry Potter, we put those together and decided to take part in Extra Life. Extra Life is a charity streaming event. It typically takes place, I believe, in November of most years. And a lot of people will take it upon themselves to stream for a set amount of time, often 24 hours, which is what we did. And we decided we were going to put together a 24-hour charity stream and we were going to be playing through the Lego Harry Potter games. And in order to do this, I flew out to Josh's house and stayed overnight with him the entire weekend. So I got to meet Josh. I got to meet Josh's family. I got to hang out with him all weekend and play Harry Potter video games, all for charity. 
It was fantastic. And once again, this wouldn't have worked if it were not for the podcast. If I hadn't gotten him interested in Harry Potter, if we hadn't built a community around Harry Potter and Tales from Godric's Hollow, no one would have cared about watching our charity stream. But we announced it on the podcast. We got all of our listeners to join us. And so we were able to raise hundreds or maybe even thousands of dollars. I don't remember how much we raised that year, but it was a fantastic time. Now, Toys for Games went on a good long run. They were there basically from the beginning of when things really took off, and they stayed till the bitter end. But sometime in 2017, they finally shut down the podcast. The genre was dying. They weren't coming out with new content anymore. But towards the end of it, they mentioned a new franchise that was trying to get into the Toys to Life space, and this franchise was called Lightseekers. I thought this sounded very interesting, and so I looked into it some more. And they had these bigger toys, bigger than your average Toys to Life figures. Most of these collectible figures stood anywhere from three to six inches, probably. But these Light Seekers figures were like nine or 12 inch figures, I think, that they were trying to put put out there. So it was something completely different. Now, I wasn't so much interested in the figures, but they did also have a trading card game that went along with these figures. And that caught my interest. Now, if any of you know my history, you might know where I'm going with this, because I've talked about my first solo podcast before called Need More Buffs. And this podcast focused on the Lightseekers trading card game, the Lightseekers TCG. So once again, if it weren't for Toys for Games, I never would have heard about this franchise, and I never would have looked into the game, and I never would have started my first solo podcast. So once again, Josh and Jason and Toys for Games are responsible for yet another podcast of mine. But this wasn't just a podcast because the podcast didn't even start right away. I was actually interested in the card game. The card game actually helped me launch a business. This business was called Delivery Crab, and I sold the Lightseekers TCG cards online. After a few months of selling, I realized this game is really good. It's something I want to keep doing for a while, so I'm going to invest a little bit more into it. So I started figuring out what I could do to help the community of players surrounding this game found out what they would enjoy. What were other trading card games doing that I could kind of replicate or bring into the Lightseekers world? And one of those things turned out to be podcasting. Within other franchises, within other trading card games, podcasting is a common thing. You may have heard of Magic the Gathering. That's the big dog in the trading card game world. There are dozens of podcasts out there that talk about Magic the Gathering. And so it felt right that Lightseekers should have a podcast as well. And so that's what I struck out to create. I finally felt comfortable enough with podcasting to venture out on my own, to create my own solo show. And yes, I did have a lot of guests on that show, but it was just me. I didn't have a co-host. But this podcast was big for me because it allowed me to explore different realms. It allowed me to expand my network and build relationships that I didn't have before. I was actually able to get the creators of the Light Seekers trading card game on episode one of my podcast. And this is what I'm talking about, the power of podcasting. I didn't even have a product out there to show them and say, hey, this is my podcast. This is what I like to do. I would love for you to come on the show. It's no, I am creating a podcast and I would love for you to be on it. And that just goes to show the power of podcasting. Podcasts give you a platform. It gives you a reason to go out and talk to these people, and it gives them a reason to talk to you. 
because people are starting to understand the power of podcasting and the power that it has to get their message out to the world. And so if I wanted to get them on my show and say, hey, I want to talk about your game. Would you be willing to talk about it with me? It worked. It didn't take a lot of convincing. And that's something I would never have been able to do if I didn't have this platform. So the Delivered Crab business grew and grew. The Need More Buffs podcast grew and grew. And I started attending Light Seekers tournaments across the country. They held them at various conventions like PAX East that we mentioned before. But as I went to these conventions and as I started building a community around the podcast and my business, I started to build relationships here as well. It actually got to the point where some of the players were developing teams within the game. And this is another common thing within the trading card game world. People will come together and build teams and help each other build different decks and practice for the game and practice for the tournaments. And I got in with one of the top teams, I would argue the top team in the Lightseekers community, and I ended up sponsoring that team. My logo was on their team jerseys. And this team traveled all over the country. Again, we we would rent Airbnbs, rent out a whole big house, and 15 people would stay in that house. But once again, we went to all these board game conventions that I had never attended before. So it was a new experience for me. But like what happened at E3 for video games, I started going to PAX East and Gen Con and all of these other board game conventions and making new connections there. I made connections with the community. I made connections with other creators in the industry. I made connections with the people who were designing the games I was talking about. These conventions are often where I found guests for my podcast, whether they were people playing in and winning the tournaments that we were attending, or they were other game creators or other content creators that it made sense to have bring on the podcast. I was creating relationships, I was building my network, and it all worked together. The best part was that the podcast I found out was bringing people into the game. The podcast was bringing people to my online store where I was selling these cards. People had no idea that I was selling the cards until they heard about it on the podcast. And so I was making money that way. I wasn't making money directly through the podcast, but people were hearing about my business on the podcast and joining me that way. And one of the coolest things that would happen is I would go and play in these Lightseekers tournaments. And after the match, I would have people tell me, I finally figured it out. I figured out where I, why, why I know your voice. I listened to the podcast. And it's the craziest thing to think that people are sitting down and listening to my voice week after week after week. And then they're getting to meet me in person, but they've never seen my face. So they didn't know what I looked like, but they heard my voice. They recognized my voice. And to take things to another level that I never thought would have happened, which I still think is crazy to this day, and I still don't quite understand it. But I told you my business that I built off this was called Delivery Crab. And I took that name because it was actually one of the card names in the Lightseekers game. There was a card called Delivery Crab. And when people realized that I was the owner of Delivery Crab and I was attending these tournaments, they would bring their Delivery Crab cards to the tournament and ask me to autograph them. I think that's the most amount of celebrity I have ever obtained. I've never considered that I would be autographing things for people. But I really built up a name for myself within this community. I was the place to go to to buy cards. I was the podcast to listen to 
if he wanted the latest information, because I kept getting more and more of the creators of this game onto the show. And eventually it got to a point where they were releasing exclusive information about the game, like stuff that hadn't been released to the public yet. They were releasing it first on my podcast. It was a fantastic experience. While I was running the Need More Buffs podcast, though, I was still also running Tales from Godric's Hollow. But about halfway through 2018, I believe, is when we finally completed the book series with Josh. And as a reward for ourselves, basically, because this all started in the theme park, the Wizarding World at Universal, we had decided that we would kind of round out the adventure. It had started in that theme park. We were going to go back to that theme park, except we actually decided to go to Universal Studios in Orlando because they have more Wizarding World stuff there. And so I wanted to take Josh back to that theme park now that he was fully armed with the knowledge of Harry Potter and that he loved Harry Potter the way I did. And now he could enjoy those parks just as much as the rest of us. And it was worth it. We spent a good long, I think almost a week down in Florida, once again, doing Disney World and Universal Studios. But we got to enjoy that together. While we were down there, though, like I said last time, we had met a guy through the Toys for Games podcast who was our guide down in Disneyland in California. Now through the the Tales from Godric's Hollow podcast, we had also built a community and we had met more people. And we had two people meet us down in Florida. One of them was Brent who you have heard on this show a few times already. I believe three episodes you've heard Brent talking. But he lives down in Florida, and he was our guide through Disney World. We also met Joe. Now, Joe is actually from New York, but he happened to be down in Florida, I believe, on business. And so he met us down there at the parks as well. So we're, we're down there meeting community members. Once again, it happened with Toys for Games. We met community members. I have met many community members through Need More Buffs at the conventions. And now it's happening again with Tales from Godric's Hollow. We're creating real relationships, real friendships through the podcast, and then actually getting to meet in person. Communities are so important. I've always kind of considered Josh a master of community. Wherever he goes, whatever podcast he starts, it always creates a fantastic community around it. And I'm not always sure how he does it. But any podcast that I've known that I followed that he started or had a part in always has a fantastic community. Like I said, our guide through Disneyland, Brett, the charity stream that we did in conjunction with Tales from Godric's Hollow, we met Brent down in Florida. And in fact, when I decided to leave Tales from Godric's Hollow, that show is still going because we found replacement hosts that were part of our community. One of those people was actually Joe, who we met down in Florida. And the other guy we met down in Florida, Brent, like I said, you've heard him on this podcast, but that was another very important connection for me because Brent led me to my third podcast. The third podcast was called Beam Me Up, or I should say is called Beam Me Up because this one is still running as well. But Brent and I are going through Star Trek. He came up with the idea because it was very similar to what we were doing with Tales from Godric's Hollow. My goal in Tales from Godric's Hollow was to introduce Josh to Harry Potter and hopefully make him a fan. And that's what Brent is doing to me now in Beam Me Up. He is introducing me to Star Trek and hopefully making me a fan of Star Trek. Do you see how all this connects? All this goes back to one website I built where I was an expert, where I agreed to be a guest on a podcast, 
where I made a connection with those hosts, hung out with them at conventions and theme parks, and eventually made more podcasts with them. And that led me to more community members, and that led me to more podcasts. All of it's connected. So eventually, I had left Tales from Godric's Hollow. The Lightseekers game did not last. They shut that down as well. And so I shut down my podcast. And so I just had Beam Me Up. And while I enjoyed Beam Me Up, that was a project I was working on with someone again. And I had an itch to create another solo show. And that's what you're listening to right now. That's what became Podcast Better. I had fallen in love with podcasting. I started to realize the power that podcasting had, and I wanted other people to experience that. So I was, I took it upon myself to start to share my joy and my experiences of podcasting with other people. And that's what I'm doing here on Podcast Better. I want to teach other people how to podcast so they can enjoy the same effects that I've experienced. Podcasting is a fabulous thing. It is the perfect medium, in my opinion, for introverts. Because if you want to, it can be just you in your office with a microphone. Nobody else is around. You can script things if you want. You can outline things if you want. You can re-record as much as you want. But sometimes I found as an introvert, you actually have a lot to say and you want to tell people about it. But getting up in front of a large group of people isn't the way you want to do it. But if you're passionate about something, chances are you want to talk about it. And chances are you would love to share your message with other people or your passion with other people. And this is a fantastic way to do it, whether you want to do it by yourself or just you and your best friend. You want to get together and talk about a passion that you share. Podcasting is a great way to improve your speaking skills, your listening skills, your interviewing skills. I've made huge strides in all of these departments, I feel. From what I was talking about back in episode three with getting rid of filler words, my speech has been cleaned up immensely. And it's not just because I edit out filler words in in the post-production process. In fact, I don't tend to edit out filler words. I've cleaned up my speech, and that honestly translates into my real life as well. I find myself using less filler words just talking to people casually. I will admit, if there's a weak point in there, I'm still not a great interviewer. And I would argue that's mostly because I don't do a lot of interview shows. As you've seen here on Podcast Better, I have people on once in a while, but it's not my bread and butter. So that's something I need to work on, but podcasting is a great way to work on that. Podcasting is also great for building and expanding your network. I think my best example of that is back with Delivery Crab and Need More Buffs. The fact that I got to talk to the creators of the game on a regular basis. I had them on the show multiple times. I had people, other people from the company. I was talking to the CEO of the company. I would have private conversations with him when we went to these conventions. He loved what I was doing. He loved that I was spreading the word about his game. So I got to talk to the creators. I got to talk with community members. I became a sort of celebrity within the community. And I got to the point where, like I said, I was sponsoring a team within the community. I love doing all that. But once again, community. My buddy Josh is a master of community. He is much better than I am at this point. But like I said, with Need More Buffs, I had my own community there. It's a great way to rally people together around a passion or a cause. Podcasting has that power. Podcasting is a great way to create real friendships and real relationships with people. Even if you never meet them in person, 
you can still create real relationships. But sometimes you do get to meet them in person and it becomes even more real at that point. But whenever I do meet people that I've talked with on a podcast before or just gotten emails from on a weekly basis, I feel like I already know them. They don't feel like strangers. I forgot to mention this before, but the Toys for Games podcast was run by Josh and Jason. I actually attended Jason's wedding halfway across the country. I had just met him three years before his wedding. And in that time, we got to know each other better. We had met once or twice in person at those conventions and the theme parks. But then he invited me to his wedding. How crazy is that? That's how real these relationships that I'm creating are. That's how close we were. Podcasting can create business opportunities like Delivery Crab or like the podcast consulting and coaching that I'm doing now. I'm getting these jobs because I have a podcast about podcasting. People can listen to that and they understand that I've been doing this for a while. I know what I'm talking about. I put out a quality product. And so they know that they can trust me to help them with their podcast as well. All in all, podcasting opens doors. Sometimes it's connections with people that you would not have been able to reach before. Sometimes it's just giving you a platform on which to speak or to invite other people on to speak. It gives you a reason to reach out to those people. It gives them a reason to say yes and come and talk with you. Podcasting is powerful. While it's not the only thing I've been doing, podcasting has been a large part of my life for more than five years. And based on the results that I've seen so far, I don't plan to let it go anytime soon. Podcasting is powerful. I know I've said that a lot, but I mean it. I've seen the results in my life. I've seen the results in other people's lives. And I truly, truly believe that podcasting can be powerful in everyone and anyone's life. We just have to find how it works out best for you and what you want to do with it. So if you're with me, let's work together and see what podcasting can do for you. If you're starting a podcast soon, you're going to need a podcast hosting company. For that, there's only one company I recommend, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a clean, user-friendly interface. Their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast. But if you ever get stuck, I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced. So even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. Just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.